Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you're at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you for listening to Hope Along the Journey. We appreciate you joining us today. Hi, I'm Mark Cravens, your podcast host, and we are truly delighted that you're here with us as we look into part two of Adam Renico's story and about how he started a tremendous ministry called the Renico Group, whose mission is about building godly leaders one habit at a time. And this is primarily a ministry that is targeted for men, helping men to become the leaders of their home. Adam, welcome to the podcast, part two today. How you doing? I'm doing great. Great. What's, lot, Mark. what's it like up there in Michigan? Tell everybody what it's like today. Certainly. It's um, a little cooler outside today. I think it's the mid-40s right now. I'm, it's We had some beautiful weather this past weekend, but it's kind of quieting down a little bit. It looks like we might get rain a little bit later today, but I was just happy and excited to be outside over the course of the weekend. I had a bonfire with my family on Sunday evening. Oh, great. Had an opportunity to really kind of just enjoy this beautiful weather with mm-hmm. what it was. And we're hoping spring's right around the corner. And we can't wait to um, have it kind of show up for us. <laughs> That's great. Well, Adam, I am so delighted to have you and here today. And I want to tell our listeners, please, please go back and listen to part one, because if you don't hear the earlier podcasts, you're you're missing out on a lot of foundational material that is going to help you understand where we're going today. In that first podcast, Adam, we, t- we talked a lot about your testimony about the crisis that you and your wife faced. And, you know, it, it looked like things were going to fall apart. You even talked about the D word began to be mentioned. And, yeah. you know, anytime a couple begins to use the D word, you know, divorce, things are getting serious. Um, and, something has to happen and change yesterday. You know, something's got to change. And so that change began to occur in your life. You sought a lot of different means and methods and books. But what was it, Adam? Share with us again, what really changed your life? What did you begin to look at and study to help you learn how to become a godly leader in your home? Certainly, Mark, by all means. So, for myself, as I've kind of shared earlier, is I thought I had everything right. I was a, I had been a Christian my whole life, went to the pre-marriage classes, regular church attendance, but things just weren't working well with my marriage. A couple, a few, a few months in, almost a year later into marriage, we had thrown around the divorce word, and we were like, okay, enough's enough. We have to be able to figure out how to make this marriage work. Mm-hmm. And there are quite a few different resources I ended up kind of utilizing during my journey. The, one, of the, one of the first big books I ended up utilizing was a book called Point Man by Steve Farr. And that was a huge book and really just helping me understand what's my role and guy as a Christian husband. Um, right, right. I, you kind of mentioned, ironically enough, for many of the listeners and for those who kind of visit our website, the renicalgroup.com, we actually have put together for many of the people who visit our site, there's like a 21 book guide that talks about all the 21 must read books 
for a Christian leader to how to help men grow as Christian leaders today. Well, I would awesome. encourage those who are kind of wondering what resources they can utilize. We have our certainly our own course, um, Rethinking Manhood, which is a fantastic mm-hmm. course that gives men a systematic approach of how to how to transform their lives in the nine weeks to becoming the godly leader that they were designed to be. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for your own personal resource materials, I would encourage you to take a look at our 21 must-read books of Christian mm-hmm. leadership. We've kind of broken out into general leadership, leadership in the family, leadership mm-hmm. at work and mm-hmm. church, how to help you find God's purpose in your life and kind of how to motivate yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I certainly have books from a variety of different people. That have really, there's a really good book I remember coming across called Spiritual Leadership about how to moving people on God's agenda. What does it really look like to move my mm-hmm. family towards God's agenda in our life? Mm-hmm. And that was a huge, really helpful um helpful to just understand as as I as I developed and kind of formulated what's God's plan for my life as a leader and what's God's intention for my life mm-hmm. as a husband how to lead my family well that book was a huge help for me there's a couple different books I remember talking I read during the process called the mentor leaders by Tony Dungy mm-hmm. and it was trying to just kind of build how to build on um, teams around myself how to build up my family in a way that I can mentor them and guide them along the journey of course I mentioned the book point man that was absolutely huge and as my wife and I, we kind of started like working on repairing our marriage. We right, kind of came across right. this book called Gary from by Gary Thomas called Sacred Marriage. And it would really kind of focus on like, what if God yep. designed marriage to make us more holy <laughs> than happy? And yes. that was a revolutionary yes. mind. Oh, yes, yeah, it's revolutionary. <laughs> you know, it is it is so true because we approach marriage thinking it's just all about happiness. You're going to make me happy. I'm going to make you happy. We're going to be happy the rest of our lives. And instead, this friction begins to happen. And not only the best, but the worst begins to surface in us. And things that God wants to change in us, where are they going to surface? They're going to surface at home. And you're right. And what if God wants to use our marriages yeah, happiness is, 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 I think we all understand we want to have a happy marriage, but what if God wants to do something deeper and actually make us holy, to make us more like Jesus? That's a revolutionary thought. We don't hear that in most marriage seminars, do we? No, we really don't. Yeah. But it was life-changing for my wife, and I was really like, well, maybe, maybe there's more to life than just a goal to be happy. Maybe God right, has something right. bigger, better for it. Because that's the funny thing is that you you don't hear about many people growing through happiness. They grow through the struggles. They grow That's through right. the um, challenge right. that God's mm-hmm. placed in there, been placed in their life, and they seek God in those areas and those big challenges to really change their heart and move and change their heart in a way that gravitates and points towards Him and That's God's right. purpose yes. for their life, as opposed mm-hmm. to maybe their own internal quest for happiness. God mm-hmm. has so much more store for you than just your own personal happiness. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's a painful journey, but it it's a journey that's worthwhile every step of the way. Absolutely. It is a painful journey, but there's, but the, what it produces is incredible and it's, it's life changing. And so that, that's, that is so important. You know, you mentioned something, I believe, was it Blackaby's book you were talking yes. about leadership? Yeah. Moving people onto God's agenda. I was thinking about, as you were talking about that relating to the family and I've read the book and never really thought about it from a family perspective. But I think one of the things we as fathers and husbands, spiritual leaders need to remember is it's not about moving my family onto my agenda. That, that's counterproductive, you know. But 
boy, to move our families onto God's agenda. What is God? How can I help my wife become the woman God made her to be? How can I help my son, my daughter to become the man or the woman of God? God designed him. How do I help them get onto God's agenda? That really changes the perspective of the way you lead, doesn't it? It has to. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I, I will screw things up and I will make mistakes so I can continue to always rely on myself. But if I earnestly believe I will continue to bring stuff to the Lord and continue to seek God's will in his direction for our life, will I sometimes still make mistakes? Yes, but God will continue to lead us mm-hmm. and guide us in the direction he's calling us to, despite some of my inadequacies. And that's an amazing part that it's right. the leadership isn't just on my shoulders anymore to share right. responsibility. And I'm looking toward God to be the pilot in all of it. Right, right. You, you brought up something. We just kind of nudged into it. So let, let's see if we can go here and be okay. This, this is I didn't prep you for this one, all right? A lot of men, Adam, deal with guilt and shame. And I think for a lot of men, that guilt and shame subconsciously or maybe even consciously makes them assume, well, who am I to lead my family because I've got this guilt and shame from from things of the past or there's habits I need to to conquer. And I I believe in the victorious Christian life. Please don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But how does that play into men becoming leaders? Uh, and how do you think that that prohibits men from assuming that role because they feel like they're just burdened down with guilt and shame? <clears throat> Very great, great question, Mark. It does um, make you clear yeah. your throat, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. Allergies <laughs> a little bit too. Yeah, but great question. Yeah, I clear my throat for that question too. There you go. <laughs> It's so easy as men to take on the mistakes we've made in our past mm-hmm. and assume that they'll happen in the future too. We're, we're, we're kind of designed to kind of just build patterns and make assumptions. Well, I did this in the past. So the same thing, if I do the exact same thing again, I'm going to get the exact same result. And mm-hmm. as men, we're very, we're highly action oriented in nature. So it's right. common right. for us and easy for us to make those connections. But this is the, this is the amazing and unique element of the gospel is like, just because we are dead in our sins in the past doesn't mean we have to stay there. And there's that renewing element in Jesus that our hearts are transformed and changed because if God just left us how we are at, then we'd all be dead to sin. God wouldn't want to redeem it. There was to be no redeeming necessary. But because of the ability that God works in our heart and changes our heart, that means our past doesn't have to define who we are in the future and who we are going forward. There's an, there's an opportunity right here, right now, that you can change even today. That's God right. continue can work on your heart. God just doesn't say, okay, made a mistake in the past. Now it's done. Now you, now, I'm done with you. There's nothing left right. I can do right. with you. Right. Instead, I firmly believe, and I've seen it happen time and time again, that God will continue to work on your heart, will continue to change your life if you continue to open yourself up to him and let him Amen. do that. That's right. And I'm so glad you said that because part of the whole mission of, of my podcast is that resonates. It, and I think one of the reasons why we saw where there was this connection was we believe in hope. We believe that there is hope in Jesus Christ, that you don't have to be bound by the past or the past define you, or you're going to be forever just crippled. You're never going to find healing and wholeness, and you're never going to live the adventure that God destined for you to live. No, God through Jesus Christ has provided something incredible for us. And 
we need to start quit seeing ourselves as victims, right? And start seeing mm-hmm. ourselves as victorious through Jesus Christ and through the help of the Holy Spirit to empower us and enable us. That's, that's great, Adam. Thank you for sharing that. Let, let's talk about uh, how you, how now you are into this ministry. So kind of take us on a journey of birthing the ministry and then tell us about the Renico group some more. So kind of how did you move into creating this group? <clears throat> Certainly, by all means. Um, I kind of mentioned in our last podcast, my wife and I, we had kind of gone through some infertility problems. It was kind of at that point where we're like, okay, what's next? And I kind of came across the book Point Man by Steve Farr and it kind of gave me a epiphany moment of like, okay, trying to kind of really like recenter what it really looked like to be a, a godly leader within my home and environment. And uh, <clears throat> during this process, I kind of like took a step back and reviewed everything I had gone through over the past couple of years. And I saw a lot of these books that I had kind of come across, these great Christian books who had gave great insights on what it looked like to be a godly leader. They came, had great examples. They had great insights, great ideas. But many of the ones that I came across lacked like a highly detailed action plan. And for me, I'm an action-oriented guy. And I, I, I ran my own business for almost a solid decade now with a different industry, and it was highly action-oriented. I needed to see results, and it was I always got frustrated when I invested some time, energy, and effort in a particular area of my business, and I just really didn't see good results from it. So I was like, "What did, what would this look like if I kind of built an action plan for myself? What does it look like? Okay." What, what elements do I need to kind right, of incorporate right. in my life to be to help build up and create a godly leader? So like for myself, I kind of started building out a plan. And this plan, I think the big the big secret element of the plan was I was realizing that I didn't, it wasn't based on my godly leadership wasn't necessarily based on my skill level, my ability to memorize scripture, how much I knew or didn't knew. No, it was instead rooted in God's truth. So I started building out habits in my life that were rooted in God's truth. And I kind of figured out early on in this plan that kind of just hit me like a ton of bricks mm-hmm. that no man becomes a leader by accident and that I need, so you need a plan to make it happen it's, it's not something you just wake up one day it's not it doesn't happen by accident you need to take deliberate small actionable steps and that's what I kind of started doing for myself mm-hmm. I started kind of building out little habits within my life that would lead and guide me towards becoming the guy leader I always wanted to be I just never knew how to do it. So I kind of started keeping track of these habits. Mm -hmm. Gave myself a little bit of timeline. I had a little theory of like, okay, could the correct habits with the correct order, given enough time, would it equal the change that I was looking to make in my life? Mm -hmm. Kind of what would others say? What would my wife say? How would I, what would my relationship with God look like if I kind of started incorporating some of these Mm -hmm. godly habits Mm -hmm. in my life? And I kind of started doing just that, testing a new habit here and there every few weeks, documenting and charting this along the way. I started talking to other men at the same time in my small group, mm-hmm. talking about my journey and transformation, what I was trying to do. And they were, <clears throat> they were intrigued and um, mm-hmm. intrigued by the whole process because they, like myself, had seen, okay, had gone to maybe some like, different like men's leadership conference or had read some different really great um, Christian books when it comes to leadership and leading one's family. They agreed that, okay, yeah, it's great to go to these conferences. They're fantastic. But then I sometimes have I kind of forget most of the stuff that was talked about those conferences and that, conference material I received this kind of goes to the mm-hmm. stack of everything else I kind of want to go through and I just never oh, actually right. get to and for me 
And I wanted something just to be actionable and trackable. And that's kind of what I started doing. And for myself anyways, and for the men I've talked with and have worked on this, who have gone through the Rethinking Manhood course, it provided a renewed clarity and a strength and faith. And they could actually start seeing God working in their own lives as an element we talk about. We talk about productivity and what does biblical productivity look like? What is God's version for? What's God's plan and vision for your life? And what does that look like? And what is what you're right, doing right. aligning with that? And so I kind of started seeing those changes with my own life when it came to just leading my team better, taking a little, taking more courageous steps and different new areas of my life and kind of reaching out and deciding to lead in different areas I've never considered and thought about before, mm-hmm. like different things when it came to um, different stuff at church, taking the stepping up and deciding to lead when it comes to um, leading and helping out with the youth, um, youth in high school um, um, programs that kind of met every like every Wednesday night, started okay. kind of just stepping up in different little leadership areas within church when it came to just like um, leading a congregation, different little things that God was working in my life and helping me take courageous new little steps. Mm-hmm. And it was much in part to a lot of these habits that I started incorporating. And I talked to other men and they were having similar success. So I kind of tried to kind of like take some of these habits that I was learning a lot, a lot of the years of trial and error, mm-hmm. some of the great information I learned during my journey when I had, and I continue to always just read and um, learn new, um, new things when it comes to Christian leadership, took all mm-hmm. that information, boiled it down to, nine weeks of actionable steps that was repeatable for any man in any circumstance of his life. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what we did when we built out the rethinking manhood course Mm -hmm. to help men would create an actionable plan to take them from a point of loss, confusion, uncertainty, wanting the best for themselves and their lives and their marriage and their faith, but having no clue how to do it, taking that and working them through a process of um, a clear understanding of what's God calling for in their faith, a renewed faith, um, a renewed um, relationship with their wife and their kids, and a strong understanding and clarity on what God is calling them to do. And building and kind of the whole course kind of accumulates to the last week of helping men cement and build out a lasting godly legacy for generations to come. And I work through this process regularly with my family. I've very much work through with my own son and eventually my daughter when she gets a little bit older, but how to really kind of cement their faith and to try to pass that faith on to the next generation to give them actionable steps to make it possible. For myself, the heart change was has been astronomical. I've seen the same thing happen to other men around me who have gone to the course and started in a place of uncertainty saying, okay, my wife keeps telling me I need to, I need to do a better job leading at home. She keep, I don't know what that looks like. If I ask for concrete examples, sometimes she can give me them. Sometimes she can't, but there's just kind of a lack of lack of just overall direction right. leadership when it comes to our home, when it comes to just mm-hmm. that work mm-hmm. and to actually give them men that clarity and the courage to take those steps to lead effectively is what we're all about here at the Renico Group. That's great. That's great. Well, give us that information again. Tell us about the website. Um, and hopefully this is going to be a start for some somebody out there, maybe more than one, who are really going to, to, to see this as, as a way to start. Because I love the fact that, that there's an action item. I think men resonate with that. I do. It's like, and these habits, these godly habits are so important. So again, Give the website, give the information before we close the podcast today. 
Certainly, Mark. By all means, yes. Please go to the renicogroup.com. Um, it's my last name, R-E-N-I-C-O, the renicogroup.com. And we have a few different really great resources and tools to help men take those steps to becoming the leaders God always intended them to be. We have our hardcover course of Rethinking Manhood. And we also um, have a digital copy of our course, too, because as many times men would like to go through the course and might turn off some of the exercises and maybe share them with their friends. There's some different opportunities to do that. We have a digital copy of the course. We have our hardcover notebook, which coincides really well with the course. And we have an exclusive men's five-year journal we just released just recently. It's a takes men over the course of five years. They can, it's only five lines, takes about five minutes to complete, but it helps men track and be able to see how God is changing and working in their lives every single day and how you can transform and how God will transform and change your life from one year to the next. And you have a unique opportunity to see that change happen mm-hmm. year over year. And we have this unique five-year journal that allows men That's to do great. just that. That's great. Well, it's been so good to have you, Adam. Thank you so Thank much. You very much. It's been a joy. And we're going to get you back sometime because there's just a lot of different things we could talk about in regards, especially to men and leadership. Thank you, friends, for listening today to Hope Along the Journey podcast. It's been a joy to have you. Please take advantage of this website and connect with Adam's material. We also want to remind you as we close today's podcast that Jesus Christ is truly the hope of the world. If you look to Jesus, you can find hope along the journey. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you liked what you heard and would like to know more, Follow us on Facebook at Hope Along the Journey or send us an email at hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you join us again for more hope along the journey.